to, let's see, how about Revelation 22? So we had a nasty storm last night, didn't we? Boy, that was, that was some amazing storm. Nadine and I were out of town the last three days. We went to go visit some friends up in the Syracuse area in a little town called Baldwinsville. And um, so we drove up on Thursday, got to spend Thursday and Friday uh, with them. And we left, we left there probably around 10 o'clock or so Saturday morning. So we drove back in rain most of the time. And, and uh, by the time we got back here, we decided, you know, before we, because it was raining so hard, I figured, when we got to the house, let's just stay at the house, right? So I said, honey, there's a few things I want to do at church. We'll go there first. We came here. We put some clean paper on the table so you guys can have nice white canvases to be creative with. And then um, I usually update the PowerPoint uh, week by week, and so I wanted to do that. Well, we got the paper on the tables, as you can see, and about halfway through updating the PowerPoint, boom, the power goes out in the building here. I was like, oh, man. So I sat, bought where Maurice's, and Sal is sitting, and I'll, we'll just wait a little while, you know. We'll wait for the lights to go back on. Well, the lights did come back on, so, well, let's go home. There were no lights at home either. <laughs> and uh, driving around the neighborhood, man, there are trees down everywhere. Nadine you know? and I wanted to spend the night at a hotel room, which was, which was fine. It was good. Until we woke up this morning and there was no water in the hotel because... <laughs> so, so I'm kind of going on a rabbit trail here, but as I drove around... Last night, but even more so this morning, you know, being light out, you could see a whole lot more clearly the damage, right? There are trees, there are massive trees down everywhere. And I'm sure that there's a confluence of events that happen, right? We had all the snow that softened the ground, then you have a torrential rain, then you got the massive winds that come on top of it, trees come down. But I noticed something, that these old trees, a lot of them, had surprisingly shallow roots because the trees came up, roots and all. Or if the roots weren't shallow, they surely were not strong enough. Obviously, they weren't strong enough to hold the tree in its position. And when the trees fell, it hit power lines. How many of you guys are still without power? Oh, man. Lord, turn the lights back on. But when the trees fell, they wiped out power lines. Or they landed on people's cars and destroyed the cause. So if this were a dream, right? If this was, were a dream, what is it saying? That old leaders with shallow roots can't stand when the fierce storms come. And when they fall, they take out the power, they displace people from their homes, and they destroy their ministries. They land on their cars, right? Lord, have mercy <laughs> on the church in Long Island. Lord, have mercy on your church. It, it should bring us to intercession for leaders, especially for leaders who've been in place for a very long time. The trees that I've seen that fell, they were all old trees. They were big, old trees. So, Father, we pray for the older leaders, for the long-standing leaders, for the leaders who've been in place 
for generations, Lord, for decades here on Long Island. We pray for them this morning. Lord, I pray that their roots into you would go deeper, that their roots would be strong enough, no matter how fierce the storm becomes. Lord, I pray that they could stand. And Lord, I pray for your people because when these trees fall, it impacts the lives of your people here on Long Island. Lord, I pray for where lights have been taken out, where power has been taken down. Lord, I ask for restoration. Lord, I pray that where, where cause, where ministries have been crushed because leaders have fallen, Lord, I ask for justice, that there would be divine justice. And Lord, we humbly ask you that our roots would go deep into you, that we would be fixed to you, that our houses would be built on the rock who is you. And that we would stand no matter what kind of storms come. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So I was just thinking about that. We visited our friends up in Syracuse. One of their sons played, I was telling Michelle this this morning, one of their sons, I got a teenage boy, who's just amazing on the piano. And we hadn't seen them since... We, we knew each other back in Washington State. We moved across the country, and his job took him up to a power plant. He's a nuclear, uh, he operates a nuclear power plant. And so we've seen their son, and of course, you, know, you, you see a teenage boy, you haven't seen him in a year and a half, what happens? Boom, he's like crazy tall, right? He got really big. And, um, and he sat at the piano, he started to play. I was like, wow, where, where did this come from? This was amazing. His, you could feel not only, you could, you could see that there was skill and, and talent there, but you could feel passion. You could feel emotion. And I think he's 15 or 16. I was like, wow, that was something. And His mother shared that you know, he had gone through a hard season. He had gone through a really dark season. He went through a storm. But in the, in the, the midst of that storm, his way of responding to it is that he would sit at that keyboard for hours and hours, maybe five, six, seven hours a day, he'd sit at that keyboard and he would play, and he just poured himself into it. Well, the storm has passed. Like our storm, like it's the sun shining right now, right? The wind isn't blowing like it was last night. The storm has passed. And this young man, his storm had passed. But there was something to show for the presence of the storm. Because of how he responded to the storm, after the storm, there was exponential, there was an explosive growth in his life, and it was coming through uh, the music. And he's really, really young. Two different storms. (laughs) Two different outcomes. Is there anybody in this room who hasn't faced a dark night of the soul or some type of spiritual storm. Only you. John, I wish I could be more like you, buddy. When I grow up, I want to be just like John. (laughs) So we're going to face storms. Our storms can be um, a curse or a blessing. The storms that we face can be a burden, or they can be an opportunity, depending on how we respond to the storm. 
Now, for both storms, both circumstances, there was pain. It was dark. It was hard. Things didn't seem clear. But eventually the storm ends. And that's the other thing we know. We've all gone through hard times. We've all gone through spiritual storms. The storm doesn't, in the midst of it, it feels this way, but the storm doesn't last forever, right? At some point, <laughs> joy comes in the morning. At some point. So, I don't know, just kind of like that was hitting me this morning. I would encourage you, if, you're in, if that's where you're at right now, if you're in the midst of a dark night in the soul, if you're in the midst of a storm, then embrace what God's doing. Let him have his full way in your heart and in your mind. Press in. I think that's, it's an opportunity for your roots to go deeper. It's an opportunity. Okay, off my tangent. We had Jim Driscoll here last week. Wasn't it a blast having him here? Boy, he's really good. I think we're going to have to have Jim back at some point. Felt like he just left a rich deposit in the church. And um, I listened again to most of the message that he had shared uh, because when he said at the end of his message that there was a river that ran through the church and that there was a waterfall, and I think he said right here, didn't he, Vaughn? He said right here is a waterfall. That just kind of stuck with me. And so I've been, I've been asking myself the question all, all week long. I think that there's a, uh, I put up a PowerPoint, I created a little PowerPoint. I don't know if that can go up there for the sermon. Yeah. I've been thinking about rivers and waterfalls all week. And a few questions. Some just simple, basic questions have come to mind. What is the river? <laughs> what is the waterfall? And what does it mean to us? What is the river? What is the waterfall? What does it mean to us? So think about those questions a little bit. And maybe we'll have opportunity where you can... Give me your thoughts. I've talked to a few people about this already, and each person has been able to offer another little nugget or another little piece of the puzzle, and it's getting clearer. But listen to Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, (coughs) as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city, On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for healing of the nations. Let somebody get me a glass of water, please. Thank you, guys. So what is the river? As I listened to Jim's message, he clearly said the river is God. There's a river flowing through our church, and the river is God. Well, then it's good, right? God's good. There's a river, and it's running through everything that goes on here. And I, I tried to call Jim to just to, to be clear if this is how he saw it, but I got the impression that he saw this river flowing from the, the back part of the sanctuary and flowing forward, and that there, there was a waterfall here. That was, I, he, I guess he could have meant it was flowing this way and a waterfall hit, or it was flowing this way and a waterfall hit. My impression was 
that it was this way. I don't know that it matters, right? Is that your impression too? Well, there's a water, there's a there's a river flowing through the church. So, there's a few characteristics of rivers. He didn't say there was a pool in the middle of the church, right? That somehow became a waterfall, right? He didn't say there was a babbling brook, <laughs> right? He didn't say there was a lake. And he said there was a river. There's differences. One of the characteristics of a river is that a river is not an end in and of itself. A river connects one body of water to another. It, it, there are tributaries. A ri- for it to be a river, it must have an outlet. It's got to have an outlet. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. And the natural, a river just doesn't flow and flow and flow. It empties into another body of water, a lake, an ocean, sometimes even another river. And even as a river has an outlet, it's got to have a source. There's a beginning to a river. There's an end to a river. And that source, it has to be higher than itself. Rivers usually originate in mountaintops, right? There's snow-capped mountains and snow melts, and the water runs down the mountain, and it reaches the valley below. I like that. When it's free-flowing, the river of God joins our relationship with God, the mountain, to the place of need, the valley. So where are you right now? Where in this river are you? Are you at the beginning of this river on a mountaintop somewhere? Hey, I like the mountaintops. I've, I've been to the mountain, okay? It's nice up there. But I've been to the valley, too. And boy, it's refreshing. It's sustaining. It's life-giving. When the water from the mountain comes down and meets me in my place in need. The higher the mountain, the greater the flow. But you know what? The deeper the valley, the greater the flow as well. It's, it's got to get there. The deeper the flow, the greater the flow, the stronger the power. With rare exception, you know, the laws of gravity are followed. Rivers don't flow indiscriminately. They flow within defined channels. And unless there's, unless there's um, an unusual event like a flood, usually the rivers flow within the banks of the river. That's a good thing. Rivers bring change. Where rivers flow, they, um, they shape the landscape. Right? Rough edges are eroded. Rough edges in the rock. Anybody? I, we had a front yard in Washington. 
that was covered with river rock. After my son left, my in-house landscaper went away to college, I thought, river rock, rock garden, that'd be great. (laughs) We had thousands and thousands of river rock, smooth stones. How did they get that way? From being in the river, all the rough edges got smoothed off these stones. Sometimes rivers, when they're powerful enough, they can carry whole boulders downstream. They make an impression everywhere they go. They change everything that they touch. And when a river flows through our life, and if a river is flowing through this church, it's got to leave its mark on us, right? So I'm asking myself this week, what is the river? The river is God. And if it was a river that Jim saw, then I'm thinking that this river is going to have some of the... This, this thing of God, this expression of God, is going to have characteristics of a river. What do you think? <laughs> that makes sense? Okay. Another interesting thing about a river. A river doesn't freeze. Lakes can freeze. Ponds can freeze. Rivers don't freeze. You know why? <laughs> always moving. They're always moving. They're always fluid. There's change happening. It can't be contained. It can't be frozen in time. It can't stay the same. It keeps moving. Rivers are usually large enough that if there's a vessel on the river, the vessel doesn't have to do much. (laughs) The river river will take it where it's got to go. Might help be able to steer a little bit. You know, but if you're going in the flow of the river, you don't need any help with propulsion. The river will take you. Anybody ever been white water rafting? Right. Yeah. Yeah. If if the rapids are strong enough, your know, your main objective is stay stay in the boat, right? <laughs> you don't you don't need a um, an outboard, right? On one of those river rafts, the river's going to take you where it's going to take you. Hmm. The other thing I was thinking is rivers don't flow straight down the mountain, do they? It's not like just one long straight stretch. Boom, we'll just go straight down. No, they, it goes this way, and it goes that way, and it kind of kind of zigzags. A river is unpredictable. It, if you've never been down that river before, you until you experience it, you're not really sure where that next twist or turn or bend in the road is going to be. His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. Jim used the, the, the analogy, he used the illustration of what he was seeing in the spirit to describe holiness to us. So I know that this river, whatever it is, and it's not fully, I don't fully understand it. I'm really much more at the place of just asking questions, but the river has to do with holiness. It has to do with being pure. It has to do with, Jim, I think, thought described it very well, the process of holiness. That there's a process that God has us in. 
God has a plan for each of our lives. He's got a purpose, a destiny for us. But he also has a process that leads to that purpose. And Jim had us pray last Sunday, right? Okay, God, how fully am I into your process? I guess self-disclosure and for your sake, and I didn't mean it pridefully, it's just my heart's desperation. It's like, God, I surrender. I just throw myself on your altar. And I yield myself completely to whatever your purpose is and to whatever the process you determine will lead me to that purpose. It can go as fast as he wants it to go. It can go as slow as he wants it to go. And so I pray for you. <laughs> the river's going somewhere. What else do we know about rivers? Rivers sustain life within them. There's, anybody going fishing on a river? Right? There's life in the river. And it brings life wherever it goes. Trees that are on the banks of rivers. Why do we have in Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22 that there's the tree of life there? There's life that comes from the river. People groups, towns throughout civilization, they would build their cities on the banks of rivers because there's life in the water. That's another thing we know about rivers. I kind of like the idea that there's a river flowing through the church. I think that's a good thing. So, what's the waterfall? Jim didn't really describe in his message on Sunday what the waterfall was. We've talked to some people, I've talked to some of you guys, and I've asked, you know, what's the waterfall? Well, a waterfall in comparison to a river, if there's a waterfall at the end of the river, something has changed dramatically, right? Here, you know, at the very least, direction has changed. We've gone from horizontal <laughs> to vertical, right? If the river's God, then the waterfall has to be God. Would you agree with that? If the water in the river is God, then the water in the waterfall has got to be God. Now, I know that God loves me. I know that God's good. But I'm thinking the experience on the river compared to the experience on the waterfall could be two dramatically, <laughs> radically dramatically different things. What's the waterfall? I think it has to represent, at the very least, some kind of significant change. If it's from horizontal to vertical, maybe it means that there's an, is a greater focus and emphasis on him than on us. We would be the horizontal, right? Our horizontal relationships are to one another, our vertical relationships are to him. So I think there's some type of dramatic change at the end of the waterfall. I have to tell you, it gives me a little bit of fear and trembling that he says it's right here. All right? This is where I'm sitting. <laughs> Remember, we had the whiteboard over here last week, and the, the podium was on the side. So, you know, Jim likes to, he likes to draw. He likes to, you know, show pictures on the whiteboard. So he's just walking around, and he says, and the river's right here. Hmm. So it could have, I don't know, if it were a dream, 
and I had to interpret what the waterfall is, and he pointed at the waterfall. He didn't say it this way, and he didn't answer my phone calls so I could find out exactly what he meant. Bless his heart. <laughs> but if it's right here, well, it could have something to do with me. Right? What else do we know about waterfalls? They're powerful. There's lots of power. I'll tell you what, even in a small waterfall, if you've ever stood underneath one, the impact of the water is powerful. When I think of waterfalls, maybe it's because I grew up in New York, the first waterfall that comes to mind is obviously Niagara Falls, right? And, huh? Slowly I turn. <laughs> step by step. <laughs> You know that more than 6 million cubic feet of water fall over the crest line every minute? <laughs> That's a lot of water. <laughs> That's a whole lot of water. That's at its highest flow. It averages almost 4 million cubic feet. It's the most powerful waterfall in North America. It's the largest electricity producer in New York State. The capacity outputs close to 4.9 million kilowatts. That's enough to power 3.8 million homes. That's a lot of power. There's power in a waterfall to, in, to provide <laughs> power to where people live. I think that's a good thing. What's the waterfall? <laughs> I think there's some power in it. We talked on Wednesday night when we had our, our uh, prophetic evangelism workshop, and Vaughn said he thought that the waterfall could also be a tipping point. I was like, well, I can feel something on that. I was like, yeah. Um, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book titled The Tipping Point, if you're not familiar with it. And a tipping point is the point at which a slow, reversible change becomes irreversible, often with dramatic consequences. So if the waterfall is a tipping point, there's something that changes, and it's irreversible. Gladwell defines it as the moment of critical mass, the threshold, the boiling point, the point where everyday, everyday things reach epidemic proportions. It's like when a video on YouTube goes viral, right? You guys have seen that video, Sunseed singing Jesus is a friend of mine, right? I was in that band 25 years ago. Somebody held on to that videotape for 25 years. Puts it up on YouTube, and it gets millions and millions of hits. I get people saying, hey, you got to see this video. I was like, dude, I was in the band. <laughs> no way, you're freaking me out. I can't tell you how many friends emailed that to me. had no idea I was part of the group. That video went viral. It reached a tipping point where people everywhere saw it. And now other musicians are worship leaders are doing it, you know? Go figure. That's a tipping point. Something reaches epidemic proportions. Tipping points are the levels at which momentum for change becomes unstoppable. Remember I shared some weeks back about a post-secret, and I did the, we put the board up over there. You guys could still add stuff to it if you want. Don't be chicken. <laughs> but at one point, that website that he created called Post Secret, it reached 
a tipping point. He did it for about a year. He wanted to stop it, but it already had a life of its own. And people, even though he wasn't handing out little postcards saying, hey, I collect secrets, would you put one on here and mail it back to me? It had gone out so far and so wide that he can't stop them coming in. He says, I don't think I could ever move because they all come to this address. It's like 200 postcards every day. He's had over 300 million hits on that website. He long ago reached a tipping point where change becomes unstoppable. Oh, there's a waterfall in this church and there's something that God would do that he's in that changes things in a powerful way and it becomes unstoppable. It becomes irreversible. I don't know. I find that kind of intriguing. I think I kind of like it. I don't fully know what it all means. But i tell you what, what I'd really like is to get some of your thoughts. What do you guys think? What's the river? What's the waterfall? And if you, if you have some thoughts, would you mind taking a microphone so whoever listens to this later, they don't, they don't have dead air. Anybody? What do you, what's the river? Bond, would you be so kind? Thank you, my friend. What is the river? Let's start with that one. What is the river? Any thoughts? I figured I'd share my thoughts just to kind of seed well, the conversation. Well, when I hear river, I think of a song. And it's, there's a river of life flowing out of me. Hmm. All right? And then, so what I believe, it's Holy Ghost power. power. And I believe we're, God wants us to fl- have the, from heaven river flowing through us to we're filled to overflowing then it flows out and you touch and people get touched by God and they feel God. That's good man. Anybody else? What's the river? Maurice? Vaughn's going to get a workout today. <laughs> what do you think Vaughn? Uh, Maurice? I think uh, the river is the flow of God mm. and the waterfall is where we're in tune with what God is doing. Mm. And what does it mean to us is to get into the river. And I believe that uh, there is healing for the nations in that river. That's what I think. That's good. Thank you, Maurice. Anybody else? What's the river? Cindy? I'm thinking the river is the beginning of the next move of God. I don't know. Not that it's here, but, um, and when you were talking about growing our roots deep, um, that God wants to grow our roots deep so that we don't get washed away with the erosion of the soil when the river comes through us. Mm. That's good. Anybody else? Either, either one. What do you, what's the river? Um, <clears throat> I think the river is uh, God uh, maturing us because that's important, you know, to that. I guess that's what the change is, is that we become more and more mature, more and more discerning and all that stuff so we could be strong and hear God's voice through amongst all the garbage that's out there because there's so much. So, yeah. yeah. There is a yeah. There's obviously a progression to a river. Right? It starts one place, right? It goes to another. 
there's a with that movement, it would be a good way to see that there's a maturing that happens. John? I I think it's um also God's initiative, you know, that it's it's there and all we gotta do is decide to jump in. Mm. Anybody else? What's the river? What is the waterfall? What does it mean to us? Jenny? I, uh, I think that the river is the power of God. Adam thinks it is, too. <laughs> um, I, I kind of see, you know, a wide river, and sometimes when you're, you get in the river and you want to stay by the bank, and some people aren't ready to get out in the middle and go with the flow of the river. Yeah. Um, and that's all right. They'll catch up, and they'll, or they'll stay there, and they'll grow right where they are. But the, the waterfall speaks to me of the power of God and adventure. I think that it, if we will just get in the river and go, that mm-hmm. getting over that, like Niagara Falls in the barrel thing, going over the waterfall, it's an amazing adventure. And it'll, what it means to us is that when you go over the waterfall, you're in the adventure, and when you get to the bottom, you're right in the middle of his will. That's mm-hmm. what it means to me. That's good. I like that, too. <laughs> John got inspired with another thought. Um, the waterfall like is like a period of like when you have weightlessness mm-hmm. that point when you just go over the edge mm-hmm. you become completely weightless it does it does seem to as I listen to about what Ginny and John say um, there's an element of faith right there's some type of leap of faith that happens with with the waterfall so we can we can flow in the river for a while and then there may be a point where um you know, there's a, you know, there's a, an explosion, an outflow of faith, Matt. Yeah, there does become a point of no return, right? Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, is it when you hear the waterfall? I'm thinking by the time you see the waterfall, you're going over the edge. You know what I'm saying? I don't think jumping out the boat is going to be any help at that point. Uh, I didn't do the waterfall, but the river. You know, you're, you're, the spirit is moving. Yeah. Waterfall is the outpouring of the mm. spirit of God. That's that's when the waterfall happens. That's the power, yeah. and that is faith. I mean, it, you, that's when you're working in faith, and the outpouring comes. Cool. Anybody else? I'll give you a chance. Anybody else? Something else? Uh, I'll I'll Vaughn. I, I I seem to remember when Jim was talking about it. The, the river, it was moving around things mm-hmm. that were here in the room. Yeah. I'm not sure what those are. Um, but remember, it was in the context of there's a process of holiness that right. involves being sort of in that boat that's on that river. Mm-hmm. And so that's exciting to me, that we're in a process that's going to lead us to a place. Mm-hmm. That's good. Anybody else? Sal. What you got, Sal? I was making an observation as we were talking about the river. As you approach a waterfall, the river picks up and the rapids become more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And it picks up speed. So when you do go over the river and you go over the waterfalls, two outcomes. You survive it or you don't. Wow. 
are you prepared to take yeah. that leap is what I'm thinking he was saying yeah. that's good I really f did anybody somebody else Sal's um, Sal's th thoughts you know kind of brought a story to mind yes Jesus is, the, Jesus is the waterfall and we're to run to him. That's good. Thank you. Was there anybody else? Um, story comes to mind. Um, I told you guys I've been in this season where God's just showing me visions every day, right? So it's been about 31 days now. And in the last week, one of them was a picture of the river and the waterfall. And, um, and I could see this really nice-looking sailboat, large sailboat, on the river. And um, at one point, God revealed to me that I was that sailboat. This was, this was a picture of me on the river. And it was a beautiful sailboat. It was, it was white. Along the side, it had a red and a blue stripe on it. It had three large sails. And... Um, and it was moving fast. The wind was blowing, and it's moving fast uh, down the river. The river's wide, and the current is strong. The combination of the current of the river and the wind blowing, this sailboat is flying. And I watch it as it approaches the uh, waterfall, okay? And it goes out over the waterfall, and almost the entire sailboat clears the edge of the waterfall except the very end of the sailboat, the rudder on the sailboat caught up on something on the waterfall's edge. And so, as you can imagine, gravity had its way, and, and the rudder acted like a pivot. And so the, the sailboat comes down and slams into the wall of the waterfall, it crushes the hull, and then it falls down um, top side, if upside down, into the the you know the pond area at the bottom. There's a name for that. I forget it. That that place where the waterfall lands. And so I'm looking at this, and I'm not really happy <laughs> about what I'm seeing, you know. And the Lord says to me, He said the problem was the rudder. He says the problem was your need to control. And so I, I repented, and I, I gave him the rudder. I gave him my rudder. I gave him my need to control. And he says, okay, now watch this. And it was like somebody rewound the tape all the way back, right? And I watched the sailboat again, this time coming to the edge very fast, still just like before. But this time it clears the entire um, edge of the waterfall. The entire ship just out horizontal, and it and it slowly floats down, almost like like the sails, almost like a parachute, you know, and it just gently uh, landed in the um, in that pond area at the bottom of the waterfall. And so I know for me, you know, as we approach whatever the waterfall is, um, that there's going to be a temptation. There's going to be a desire to put my hand to the rudder and have human control over what's 
obviously out of my control. You know, unless it's playing out the, the the story. Unless God floats the sailboat down, right? No matter what, it's not going to survive that landing. But my need to control it was my doom, and it destroyed it destroyed my sailboat. So I do know this: at some point, there's, there's there will be a point of decision to either take control or to surrender. Um, truly, in a leap of faith, maybe maybe that's the faith part, right? That's the faith part. God, will I? I, I don't know if I can survive this. Matter of fact, I'm I'm pretty well convinced I can't survive this, and it's probably the temptation to want to control it. But will I let him have his way? At that time, and so now it's on tape and it's public record. And so, when that moment comes, you guys can say to me, "Remember the rudder? <laughs> you told us, Tom, it was a rudder." Any questions? Any other thoughts? Peter, let's get this on the uh, get this on tape. Can I float on your back down that river? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's it's a. It's a metaphor. My thought was that we, we all had our, you know, we, the people in the river were represented by, you know, the ships that I'd seen. But, yeah, Peter, you can run on my ship anytime, buddy. You're more than welcome. Let's pray. Lord, your ways are not our ways. They're higher than our ways. And we don't understand them all. I believe that there is a river of life. There's a river, and it's you. Lord, we say, let your river flow. Let it flow in this place. And Lord, if there's a waterfall and it's you, we say yes to the waterfall. Have your way. Lead us to that place. Let the river flow. Let it flow strong. Lord, let the wind blow and carry us. Lord, I surrender my rudder to you. And I invite you guys to surrender your rudder too. Lord, we trust you. We know that you're good. We know that you love us. And on that basis, we surrender control. We do it, Lord. So your eyes are closed. Most of you guys are praying. Is there anybody that has need today? Do you need prayer today? Do you need somebody to pray for you? You just put raise your hand up high if that's the case. Thank you. Three, four. That's cool. Why don't you guys come forward? Maurice, would you help me pray for people today? Peter, would you help me pray for people today? Holy Spirit, come. Come, Lord. Come. We pray for our friends who have need today, Lord. Some have physical needs. Some have uh, financial needs. Lord, some need answers to questions. Lord, I pray that you'd meet their need. Julia, would you help me pray to just light on your face this morning?
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You guys just feel free to pray as God leads you. Have your way, oh God. Have your way. John, can you put some music on? Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in our church. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives of your people. Have your way with us. Ask this in Jesus' name. Rest of you guys are free. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you. I'll see you on Wednesday.